Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? Oh, I'm all right, thank you. I am welcoming autumn. Yeah, I'm I'm welcoming autumn too. Although I'm a bit confused because it was so warm today. It was, and I had so many layers on. Yeah. It, it didn't work, but I'm kind of I'm ready now. I'm I'm ready too. Okay, marvellous. And apart from being ready for autumn, yes. what is happening with you, Beatrice? Well, this morning I went to an exhibition at the Barbican, which I absolutely loved. Um, oh, good. What yes. was that? You must go. It's, it's, someone, it's an artist called Francis, Francis, woman Francis, um, or Pritchard. Yes. And I'd seen her work. You know, I went to the Biennale last year and yeah. there was a small display of her work and I was mesmerised then, but it was at the end of a long day and I didn't spend as much time as I... I just was tired. So I was yeah. so pleased to see she was going to have an exhibition here. And she does a lot of different things, but one thing she does that is totally mesmerising is she makes these figures and they are not life-size, but they're maybe half a person size or even smaller or sometimes two thirds they're not all the same size wow. and and they're clothes and she not all of them but she makes clothes for them as well and the clothes are pretty amazing too and they're just very very mesmerizing so mm. the exhibition in the barbican is in the curve so oh yeah yeah so when you come in you have some of these figures and also some big hands the significance of the hands I'm not entirely sure about and then there's sort of other works um she makes little hats as well and she makes glass vessels and and other things but I, I mainly want to talk about the want to tell you about the figures mm. um so they are as I said oh sorry I've got the window open and alarm oh, that's going right. off I think one of the first ones you've seen it see is sort of about two thirds of a of a human size and they're usually they're very slim and a little bit elongated and ah. then they're not flesh colored so you usually see the feet uh, and the hands which are usually really very intricate and this particular figure it's got one side it's one side blue and one side silver so it it stands oh, wow. yeah it's amazing it stands there with outstretched arms and half of the face is silver half of the face is blue one you know one hand one foot is blue one hand and foot is silver and then it wears this yellow tunic and yellow trousers and on the tunic is this badge which says Fenberger House Visitor the Museum of Cosmic Consciousness oh my goodness it sounds so good and it I, does and um Frances Pritchard she's also done a collaboration with Peter Pilotto and Interesting. Yeah, and what they've done is that the work they've done there it involves a lot of badges. I I would I'd love to know where they have them done. And I mm. thought maybe this badge was a sort of made up one, but this this place really exists. It's, oh it's, wow! Yeah, the Museum of Cosmic Consciousness. And unfortunately, it's in well, unfortunately, it's in. I I thought we should go, but it's in Japan. Yes. But, well, we should definitely. Yeah, we go. should It'd be definitely. Very nice to go yeah. to Japan, especially to that. Yeah. So, so there's this figure, and they they often wear jewelry. This figure wears gold wrist sort of bracelet, and mm. then and then a turban as well. And then there are quite a few 
other figures sometimes they're painted in some up she does a lot that is they're like harlequins mm. so they have that kind of paint or one is um sort of with stripes and they often wear ikat fabrics um oh. but i wouldn't be able to tell where they you know di- i think different cultures have different types of ikats but yes. some look more japanese some look sort of different and they often have closed eyes or um, maybe slightly open eyes, and they're very contained. And they stand on plinths, so you they're as high oh, as yes, you. Oh yes, I'm just looking at them on the yeah on my iPad. They're amazing. They are absolutely amazing, and so they they look at you. Well, they don't look at you, but they did. It's very interesting. I've sort of read a bit about what other people said, and some people called them peculiar a peculiar band of misfits or irresistibly oh. eccentric and i don't get that at all from them no um, to me they seem very i just keep thinking content is the word or no i know what you mean there's a little installation shot and there's something very calm calm yeah and calming about them mm, exactly and when i've read a bit of well i've read quite a lot about her now and at some in some art in one article she calls them holy fools oh and i really like that and she talks yeah. about medieval sculpture um oh that's interesting too and they do remind me a bit of figures of saints in churches yes yes um, exactly because you get these sort of dressed dressed figures and there's one so so you have all these figures at the beginning and then there are these small hats there um, maybe as big as a hand, if that, mm. for different types of hats. And quite a lot of them look like pilgrim hats. Again, they have little badges on them or oh, wow. um, amulets. And then there are other works. Later on, she works with a material called balata, which is some sort of rubber from Brazil. And she's the only person outside of Brazil who, who gets that material from the people who harvest it. And they're sort of centaurs. Is that how you say it? Centaurs, I think. Centaurs and other figures um, later on. And then there's one other of these um, coloured figures. And he looks a bit like a dude. Um, He's got long hair. Some of them have hair. And he sits on a plinth. All the others stand. But, well, one is crouching. And he sits. And he had this sweatshirt or hoodie that said, Pruitt Igo. And I looked that up, and that's really interesting. It's this big housing development in St. Louis, which at the beginning was really, really good, and then totally deteriorated. And Uh. they had to take it down. And there's a really interesting-looking documentary about it. And I don't know why this figure wears the Pruitt Igo sweatshirt Uh. or hoodie, and he's got the harlequin head and long hair and he looks a bit Oh yes, I've just found a picture. Yeah. He looks a bit like a hippie and apparently yes. Frances R. Pritchard, she grew up in New Zealand and she said she was surrounded by a lot of hippies and apparently the hippie is a figure that comes up a lot in her in her work. Uh, so he looks a bit like sort of dudish hippieish, but I I don't yeah, I don't know what it means. I don't know what any of them mean really. I I thought that was because they you know often when you go into an art exhibition there's long text about what the work signifies yes. and all that and that you don't get that with her 
That's good. That's good. I like yeah, that. and she she said when she went to art school, they everyone was reading Deleuze and then making work based on that, and that mm. annoyed her so much in a way that she wanted to make art that has no meaning, which of course doesn't really quite. Work. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know, and I read one article where they were, they didn't like that it didn't seem to obviously mean something, but I I don't mind that. No, I think I like it because it's forcing the viewer to interpret and forcing you to kind of accept your own subjectivity in response to it. Yeah, that's right. You and know, rather does... than thinking, ah, oh, yes, I see the reference to this thing. Yeah, it's about the isolation of modern mm. society or something, which I don't. Yes. I don't think it is. They also look quite. They don't seem isolated. No. They seem uh, that, like you said, the con- the word contained is really good, and they seem. I don't know that there's, there's a sort of group, a shot of a group of five of them that I've got up on mm. screen, and they, yeah, they seem very self-contained, and and I guess some people would find that quite intimidating in a way because they seem like they don't need us to look at them exactly, and they don't necessarily need each other. They're yeah, they're kind of fulfilled in their own little zone. And confident as well. Yes, yes. They have interesting, um, I'm just looking at the uh, handout that you get. They have interesting mm. uh, names. Like the, one is called Happy Sad. One is called Wife oh. in Straw Hat. One is called Serious One. <laughs> that makes sense. Um so that the names don't help. No. Which again is interesting. Yes. So. Well, like, it, it's it's interesting because it's like the the artist is refusing to give you the answers. Yeah. And I see what you mean about the the medieval sort of church statuary reference, but the, but those those kind of statues I think always look very self-contained. That's true. That's true. And I like and the I like, I like the I love the clothes. They are yeah, the clothes are beautiful, aren't they? And apparently she they she makes them all herself. Oh really? Yeah, and they're I, lovely. Yeah, and there's there's one which is also on the on the invite. Um, I think that's maybe the serious one. Yeah, it's it's got a conical straw. I think it's a straw hat. There were quite mm. a few straw hats, which again I was wondering whether. Um, the artist has made them out of, oh, yes. you know, like they used to be made with a strip yeah. of plaited straw that you then sew together. And this one has, um, underneath a straw hat, has a, and a sort of, maybe it's another e-cut fabric in pink and dark pink that, that frames the face and then hangs down um, almost like, what what is it called when you have something in front of you to protect you when you're eating? A bib. Oh, bib. Oh, bib, yeah. Bib. Sort of, well, I guess it's like a scarf you put around your hat. And then it underneath is a long tunic, which looks like Japanese, sort of blue-white fabric. Yeah. And then these badges again, and then really colourful trousers. And quite often the what they're wearing is they're not the no no how can I say it? they're not the your standard Western. No, mm. well they they mm. look they look like there's lots of kind of references to different Eastern yeah 
countries and that, but they also look at i mean this sounds a bit stupid well not stupid but a bit kind of crass but they look kind of global and again they're not allowing you to say that one is this country that one is that mm, country yeah. it's like they seem more ambiguous yeah. than that and and i like that they kind of look like commedia arte some of them as well that's true yeah they definitely do i hadn't thought of that yeah they definitely do and i like that they sort of some seem to have a particular gender but with some it's it's more you don't really know yes but it but that's really nice it's like their ethnicity their nationhood if you call it that their national identity i suppose mm. is more better. their gender their age none of it it's kind of hinted at but you're not satisfied with a you know you're not given a satisfactory art answer and i think that's a really good way to annoy people so that's good <laughs> but yeah. i think it's it's really clever and it's really interesting because it makes you think why do i want to be able to identify these these things you know why do we have to have these definite yeah. identifications and i i do yeah i'm just looking at pictures of her work on on my ipad and they're really lovely and there's 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 definitely a kind of like you said pilgrims there's definitely a kind of pilgrim theme within some of them not all of them but like a sort of there's a kind of pseudo-religious thing but there's also this kind of like i like this thing of um of like the badges that there's like little souvenirs of things but we're not quite sure what they are and that you, it's kind of making you go and look things up like about the, the place exactly. you were talking about but it's 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 making you engage in a way that's rather subtle and lovely because it's because you want to and you want to know more and you want to kind of enter this world she's created yeah and there are i there's at least one but i have a feeling there might be two that are called tourists mm. so again there's this theme of like you just said going round going around the world and picking things yes. up yes which you then put about your figure the other thing uh now i've lost my train of thought there was something else oh she also did one with um peter pilotto she did something for the olymp when when there was the olympiad here oh. and it was a figure um it was called the arch and it was a figure in a in a in a very difficult yoga position that's so she made the figure and they made they made what the figure was covered with oh wow and that was that looks really interesting and as i said there's also a collaboration um of clothing that you can actually buy and and scarves as well and the clothing has incorporates as i said a lot of the patches so oh no yet now i remember what i was going to say i was going to i was going to talk about what it is actually called it's called wet wang slack oh i was going to ask you what that meant yeah i so what i've what i've heard in or what she says in some of the interviews that she first heard the the words and she thought they were funny and maybe almost a bit rude but uh. wet wang and i probably pronounce it totally wrong is a, <sighs> is a town or village in yorkshire oh my goodness and i, I think slack is is another town um, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> and apparently there's very significant archaeological finds there of um, pre-Roman period, Iron, Iron Age. Oh. 
so she she went to a museum at the Hollandese Riding Museum and there was um, Iron Age sculpture and apparently one of these dioramas you know that oh, sometimes yes. you get in, in they're in, fantastic yeah I love them and mm. you can actually see I think if there are some images of them on online so that's where the name comes from oh interesting so it's kind of it now bitches i think this is what's happening that they are on a pilgrimage a global pilgrimage but it sends you on a pilgrimage as well to try and find the different elements that's true yeah no it, de it definitely I'm, i spent hours today looking up various different things there's also at the end of the exhibition is a one of these sculptures out of this rubber material, Balata, and that apparently is based on these two Japanese figures. One has very long arms and one has very long legs, so they have wow. to work together to to do things. I think they catch fish and so yeah, there's just yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff, um, a lot of references, and some of them seem to have extra limbs. Yeah, there is this particular figure uh, that in what someone in a in a review called a man, and then I thought, how do they know it's a man? <laughs> um, but I guess it doesn't have breasts. Maybe that was the thing that I then came up with. But yeah, there is one that looks like a, almost like an Indian. Um, yes. Indian. Is this the one that's pale blue? Oh yeah, it's sort of a greenish greenish blue. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, there's also. A figure, figure like that with, I think three legs and four arms. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But we don't have to. And exactly. I do like the hats. I found a picture, and the way it must be nice because that is a really tricky gallery. But it looks like she's used the space really nicely, and I like the way that the the display case thingy for the hats is sort of hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, it's it's really nicely done and. She said in another of the interviews I've read that the plinths, plinths are very important for her because she doesn't want... The figures have to be on a plinth so, so you don't look down on them. So you... That's very so good. So you look them in the eye, as it were. Although I, I do think they're almost slightly higher their heads. So right. she has, in the past, used all sorts of different plinths. I think her husband is a furniture designer and I understand he often does the plinths now and I think he oh. did the shelves for the exhibition yes um, later in they're really nice they are nice apparently she loves she's very inspired just generally by museums um more than well, that's other a good art. thing we yeah. just like everything with her yeah we do we definitely and do. I like in this picture of the figures on their plinths I like the shadows that they cast as well Ah, I hadn't actually I have, well, noticed I have, them. Yeah, I have a mini obsession <laughs> with the shadows cast by museum objects. That's... I'm confessing this to you now. Oh, that's which, interesting. Yeah, it started in the museum at FIT mm -hmm. because I said, and I then said to Valerie Steele, "You're so good at the shadows cast," and she was like, "Oh, I'm so glad you saw that." So she obviously has a mini obsession too. I'm like to think. Because I think it was a Balenciaga dress, but it was a you know those kind of sixties quite like little little girls' dresses in black lace. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and it the shadow was just like this beautiful flowery 
shadow because of the lace mm. and I kind of then got obsessed at looking all at all the shadows as well as the dresses and since then I'm just like I have to see the shadow as well and I want to know what the shadow is doing and these are very nice shadows these are these are pleasing they are good shadows I didn't notice them when I was there but it now makes me think it is quite bright in the curve right and I thought I would have probably have made it darker and just focus more more spotlighty on the on the yes. figures but then of course you wouldn't have the shadows no and the shadows yeah I, I just I know it's my own personal thing that I'm into but I just like the way they can sometimes change the thing on display as well yeah because you really get I don't know, you really get a sense of the figure's gestures as well from the shadows, but also it elongates their presence, yeah. if you like. Mm. And I like that the, that the plinths are different sizes, different heights, yeah. that's nice no, and they're, too. They're really, really nice, the plinths. They're so nice. Yeah, the colour Oh, well. I must go and see this. Yeah, definitely. What you just said about the shadows, it reminded me, do you remember in the Isabella Blow exhibition, the there was a hat and they cast a shadow that was her profile oh. and when if, well, you, if you just saw the hat I think it was a hat if you just saw the hat you wouldn't have known but um, wow. they lit it so then you saw can the we profile. do an exhibition that's just the shadows I think that would be so good the shadows that of people clothes. aren't allowed to see the thing but they can see that the shadow would be of so it. Good. the trace but it, not the thing yeah that would be really, really good. Oh, my God. I so want us to do that right yeah. now. So, oh, wow. But what about you? What have you been up to? Okay, this is much more earthbound, what I've been doing. I was sent this book mm -hmm. by the publisher's Bookworks. And it's really interesting. It's, it's called Drawing in Drag by Marie Duval. But it's actually by an artist, a graphic artist and writer called Simon Grennan. And so it, it's kind of multi-layered, bitches, so stay with me, okay? Okay. So Marie Duval is actually the, one of the many pseudonyms used by a 19th century female cartoonist whose real name was Isabel Emily de Tessier. Mm -hmm. And... She was an actress, a cartoonist, and an illustrator. So she's someone who's inhabiting this really interesting strata within Victorian society that's very much kind of music halls and excitement and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And she had various pseudonyms, but even during... the Male pseudonyms, mainly. But even during her lifetime... And she was writing for, like, penny papers and comics mm -hmm. in the second half of the 19th century. And during her lifetime, her work was kind of claimed by some male cartoonists and since. But then the Simon Grennan found a book in a library in Manchester and realized it was by her and became like super interested by her and uncovering her and her works. And he published a book on her with some other people, including my friend Roger Sabin, who I love, who I worked oh, yeah. with when I was at Cultural Studies at Central St. Martins. And this whole kind of, and there's a really nice website, which is marieduval.org, and you can find lots of her work on there that they put together. And this book that Simon Grennan has 
has produced is kind of I really like it because the feel of it is like I always used to find it really exciting before Christmas when the annuals came out for all the comics that you liked. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is still a thing, but it really was when I was little that that all like, you know, children's magazines and, and comics, they would have an annual that has, I don't know, it's like a pleasing size and the feel and there was just something nice and like that about it. And... He has so drawing in drag is him in drag as her, yeah. producing this anthology of like urban life. Wow. So, and he's like a queer artist. So it's because at first I thought, oh, hang on, this is another man pinching her identity. Mm. But then it's it's kind of complicated because she ultimately was drawing in drag as a man during her lifetime, and she developed this um, character called Ali Sloper, who's this sort of um, ne'er-do-well London fellow doing all kinds of tricksy things. So she's kind of adopting the masculine, but it's feminine and it's complicated. And so Simon Grennan is being him, being her. So it's all lots of layers. And it's, it's this kind of, it's a kind of very sort of witty, It's like really kind of taking cue from some of her cartoon styles, which are quite kind of loose and fluid and funny and kind of commenting on just urban lifestyles. And he's really kind of developing that look. So there's things about like about that vaping and about um, tattoos and encounters with the police and consumer goods and fashion and it's really fun. It's like most of the cartoons are like one page long, if you see what I mean. Like it's not a sort of, it's not like a consistent a narrative, but you could, it. yeah, it's not, yes, exactly. It's not like a cartoon strip, but it, it, it's like there'll be sort of variations on a theme in one page. Some of the figures are ambiguously like 19th century and now, so you can see the kind of resonances between her period and now. And there's like, like there's one that's sort of two men fighting, but their their bodies it's almost like they haven't got bones. They're very sort of yeah, they're like they're made of jelly, skinny jelly, and they're fighting each other. And there's um, one where it's it, is it a woman or it's like a pit full of acting the lad rather than acting the lady. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't know who's in drag and who isn't. And there's like seeing is believing and and it's always like a really sort of blinged out consumer object like a fashion object like a ring or a louis bag or something and it's just really good fun and it really like i like how it it links to all these i don't know it was making me think of dormier it was making me think of those napoleonic era um kind of cartoons that you get it was making me think of gilray it's really evocative and it's really I think a really fun way but not fun but serious I don't mean fun in a kind of glib way I mean in a really good solid way that makes you think about the status of the artist and how much you can ever know of the artist but also like the way that things are appropriated and repeated and the way that urban life changes but stays the same so I enjoyed it yeah it sounds really interesting I also like I always love looking at cartoons about yes that involve dress yeah um, and like like you say Domier or 
there is a there's a book which is fantastic called um, Le Diable à Paris, and it's oh, almost I like yeah, it's it's almost like it's not like they don't using a, someone coming from Mars. They're using the devil. So the devil comes to Paris and he doesn't know what Paris is like. So it's all explained what Paris oh, is like. Oh, wow. And when is this from? Uh, this is um, 1840s. And, Whoa. And it's got these fantastic cartoons. And it has a cartoon in it of a man in, again, I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, when you, when you curl up your hair, curling papers. Oh wow! So it's dandy at the at the hairdressers with his hair and curling papers. And I've never seen anything you know like that anywhere. How brilliant! And there are quite a lot of interesting uh, cartoons in terms of clothing. Wow! And yeah, this one has got wigs in it as well that again crosses different centuries and refers yeah. to earlier ones. I'll I'll you must look at it. I'll bring it to show you. It's really really fun. But and as I say, I keep saying fun. But I think it's because it's lively and you get kind of drawn into it that you, I don't know, you're sort of yeah. Well, I think in the way of all good cartoons and comics of any kind that you you're kind of drawn drawn in by the appeal of the drawings, but then it becomes more than that as you're going through the pages. And definitely with this, it's cumulative. And I like the way you can read it in different orders as well that you can. You don't have to just go from beginning to end. You can mm. kind of dip in and go back and forth with it. And the drawings are really nice. And, and when you look up her work on their site as well, the site that they put together, you can really see the connections. And it really linked to this this week. I've been, just by coincidence with both my MA and BA students, we've mentioned like Flaneurs and like 19th century cities and Paris. And it, I like that kind of idea that you have the kind of you know respectable version of the city but you also have the slightly disreputable disreputable one um as well happening and uh, you know it seems like you know isabel de tessier the actual woman was more allied to that version of london mm. and definitely this book is showing that kind of side of the city and i think that's always really good because you can get quite a stuffy idea of the 19th century and actually it was so kind of lurid and vibrant and you know on the edge as well yeah well i it's interesting also like how francis or pritchard's work has led me to other things to all sorts of other things it's it's the same for me with this now what you've just said yes i'll, I'll definitely that's true i'll definitely have a look at at the marie duval website yes do and i'll i'll definitely bring the book the next time we meet up because it it's really yeah it's re as you say it's nice to have things that you like the thing itself but then it leads you elsewhere exactly exactly okay okay on that researcher style note yes we will part and i will speak to you next week yeah speak to you next week marvelous bye bye bye